Following is a repeat show that was previously broadcast on Unity FM. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back, listeners. You're tuned in to Unity FM 93.5 here in Birmingham on 105.1. It is Tuesday evening. We're just coming back to the second half of the show. My name is Kathleen Roach-Nagy and I have with me Imelda Ryan. And we're talking about New Year's resolutions and achieving something new in our lives. But we're taking it from a different approach today. We're looking at how can we self-soothe ourselves, which is so important as we're looking at these few days, few weeks. Now we're going through where we have a lot of demands on us and how we can grow from this to be better people and learning from our faith, looking at our faith and learning from that, how we can implement that into our lives to be better, inshallah, to um, take on some of the concepts that our Islamic scholars taught us in the golden age. I was listening to talk today, the golden age from the 6th century to the 12th century, which was really the wonderful age for, for Muslims where we look at mental health in a totally different way and they were way beyond their their time and how they approached things and how we, we looked after people inshallah and how even if we look back at, at our prophets or all of them and prophet muhammad and the trials and tribulations that he went through and the anxieties that he went through and how he overcame them uh, so it is something that happens to us all it is something that inshallah we can do and uh, in self-soothing ourselves and reflecting on ourselves and growing ourselves. And we had a, a lovely talk about this before the break. We were inviting you all to join in with us. Uh, we had no callers just yet. Um, maybe you're all busy with your children <laughs> indeed and trying to get a routine and structure into place. If you are free and listening in, do pick up the phone and ring us on 0121-772-8892 and have that conversation with us and and give us some examples of how you self-soothe and what it is we can all achieve together in the next couple of months and how we're going to achieve that, inshallah. Um, we may mention some of the things with approachable parenting as well as doing some of the courses, etc. Lots of new things happening there. Amelda, who's with us, is one of our senior trainers and therapists who work with us, either doing therapeutic work one-to-one or in our groups whether you're pregnant or whether you've had a, a newly had a baby or whether your child is school going age or a teenager, we have facilities there to help you as well there. And we want you to be able to benefit and come out of this as what we were talking about from last year as better people, as some a big smile on your face indeed thinking, wow, I've done that. I've achieved that. And it's not that you have done the house from top to bottom and redecorated or learned a new language or, you know, there's lots of things like that you can do as well uh, and learn stories and Quran and lots of things we can do. It's actually looking at ourselves and reflecting on ourselves and being better ourselves, which will, of course, change the whole family dynamics in doing that. So, Melda, when you were talking earlier on and rubbing your arm about self-soothing, it reminded me of what we do when we kind of have a babies or children and we, we rub them down when they're, they're hurt or when they're crying and we soothe them and we talk in a gentle voice, you know, it's going to be okay, inshallah, don't worry. And we, we say all these nice words, but we don't actually do it to ourselves, either whether we have physical pain or emotional pain. 
And I wonder why is that? Why haven't we never got into that mode? I, I, t I tend to think we're, you know, we're too much in the mode of, say, soothing others, doing for others. So when you become a mother or father and you, you take on um, everything that you're, you're meant to do for others, I think, I think a lot of people say they get lost in certain roles. You know, they get lost in their parenting role. They get lost in their role at work. Um, there's so many roles that people take on. And you forget that, I mean, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, um, you, you, you can't save, you can't fix anyone else. You can only fix yourself. And that's, for me, subhanAllah, for Allah to have said, you can only do that for yourself. So it doesn't mean that there aren't wonderful people around you, your parents, your friends, and your community that couldn't help you. But when Allah said that, he must have been sending this massive message that you, with me, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you and me together can get you through this life, this life which will be full of challenges. It won't, challenges will not leave you throughout your life. They will be called something else. You know, they'll be called COVID-19, they'll be called cancer, illnesses. You may have lifelong illnesses. Um, you may lose people you love, but it, whatever that challenge is, you can, by my will, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can get through this and you will get through it with me. And if you have no one, and you have me, I, you know, someone said this to me when my mum passed away, someone I was extremely close to and who was an amazing soother <laughs> and taught me how to be a soother. And, and a friend of mine said, you know, it's heartbreaking to lose someone, but if you have Allah, you have everyone. And again, she wasn't reminding me of something I didn't know, but she was reminding me of something amazing that, if there's me and Allah, there's everything. Mm -hmm. and, and everything that I do comes with his permission. And, and, and so we know that everything is halal, which is not haram. Mm -hmm. So I have everything to do within myself, for myself, for others. So I have his permission. I don't need anyone else's permission when he's given me that permission, that act of self-empowerment. You know, that choice um, it is in itself a, a, a soothing thing to know I was given those choices, those abilities, and he'll, and he'll be right there, you know. And I remember feeling that as a child, even before I became a Muslim, subhanAllah. I had this, you know, um, I had this feeling of, of that presence, you know. We were raised spiritually that presence that that's not human is it subhanallah it's it's amazing mm -hmm. to to have everyone but to have that presence you know is 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 something else and some and sometimes you know you know our spirituality goes up and down and uh, you know things become very difficult but but maybe being still and self soothing is is going back to the point of that remembrance you know 
Um, and I know for me, you know, when, when times have been really, really, in fact, when I've been um, really scared about something, I, I remember a few times where I've actually just held myself, rocked myself and just said Allah, 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 Allah over and over again. You know, I didn't know what to say, what to do. And so I just mentioned Allah's name over and over again and rocked myself while I was saying it, you know, and that would be at the worst moment of something where that would be something that I remember would could be one of the worst things that happened in my life. And maybe that's all I could do. You know, I've heard of, um, you know, heard of imams, of people who are very religious and something happens and, and, and they're just stultified by it. You know, they don't know what to do with all that faith and all that iman. There are things that hit you, you know, yeah. and, and, and sometimes, you know, that's it. Maybe all I have right now is Allah, you know, who, who just hold me as if I feel like he's holding me in his arms. You know, and and so so sometimes there, what you're describing there looks like the the fight, the fight, or the freeze that happens to us, and everybody goes through that. And to be able to understand what what's happening to us physiologically, so we can switch that in our minds to look at how we're coping with that, and to cope with it in a, a more structured way, as you're saying, to remember Allah, because we know that. If you come with a hand, Allah will come with an arm. If you come walking, Allah will come running to us. So we're all going to be tested. And inshallah, we won't be tested with big things. Inshallah, everybody listening in and all our friends and families and all of us, inshallah, we, we won't be, be tested like others are tested. But we all go through our own individual tests and only Allah knows how we all respond to, to those different tests. Indeed, but Allah doesn't test it with something that we can't manage and cope with. So there's maybe a reason behind that that we need to come back to our faith or remember our faith, or we've we have been so busy that we've forgotten our faith, forgotten Allah. We've got into a routine, a rut of just doing our prayers without focusing, without having that that a bother there that we we are just uh, in a routine. And we need a time to, to practice these things so that we are, when something happens to us, that we will actually be able to flip that light switch into an automatic mode. Yeah. And people, you know, the, there's um, historically been discussions, whether it will be Muslims or non-Muslims, about the difference between religion and spirituality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, mindfulness behavior, um, therapy, is is rooted in 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 spirituality and 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 maybe historically around religion. So when we think about who we are as human beings, that um, that we have a religion, you know, and we do things in those religion, in that religion, or those religions. But just reminding ourselves that, and an aspect of of our religion is our spirituality. But our own spirituality is something that we have to find within us. It's it's not it's it's part of religious practice, um, but it, it it's also something more. And and so, what we know about our spirituality, it, it it's so many levels. And I'm no expert on on it, so I don't want to go into it too deeply. But I know how um, you know. I feel, and I've heard others talk about it, that having that spiritual aspect is is a connectedness. 
you know, so people who are not Muslim, they connect to Mother Earth and all of that. We're Muslim. We have something to be connected, which is beyond ourself. And it's not, it's not to do with other people. And, and that's an amazing thing. And, and that's, so I guess also, you know, people often, and, and you know, on the helpline, the work we, we do with parents and, and people often lose touch of their spirituality. They're in touch with their religion. They know that they have to pray and fast and, and get the children to do all these things. But, but sometimes their spirituality is, is, is lost somewhere, especially when someone is telling you what to do religiously but your no one can interfere with your spirituality and your connection to Allah subhanahu ta'ala and and unless um you know sometimes like you said we we let it go from us but it's something we can get back and you know and I think we're talking about that today that that inner peace that stillness and inner peace is is part of of that practice and the spirituality within our practice, you know, and it would, it, it would be, um, again, be fantastic just to be still and, and, and get some of that back, you know, that reconnecting that sometimes we're too busy and also allowing um, those around us, you know, allowing our children, you know, that time to, to lie on the ground, look up at the sky and connect connect with their creator like that. Sometimes it's, you know, did you pray? Did you do this? Did you do that? Or go and do this? You know, all the doing. Mm-hmm. And so the, there's a balance, isn't there? That's important. But there's a balance of that, you know, uh, spirituality that we, we have to allow them to find that within them and make that connection. Um, I think it's really important. It is indeed. And if we bring it back to parenting again and uh, look at, at parenting and, and remembering that, you know, we are going to be rewarded for everything we do, inshallah, in our parenting, that is, we have that intention that we are being rewarded for it and that we can get build up our rewards so easily by having the intention for shopping, for playing, for um cleaning the house, for cleaning the toilets, for all of these things that we think are just duties that we have to do. But actually, if we have the intention, that's why we're doing it and how we're doing it to raise our children and to raise healthy children, we're actually going to be rewarded for that as well, inshallah. And which often we, we forget as well in the, in the whole raising our children that we get rewards for it and also, I suppose, to, to look at our children as uh, pure and innocent, and you mentioned the fitra earlier on, uh, of, of uh, us all were born with this pure fitra, and our children are as well born with, with this pure, innocent fitra, and that they're not doing things to make us angry. And that you know, it, sometimes people, I think some parents think that they are trying to wind me up, it's like, it, like those old toys we used to have when we were young that you just keep winding 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 and then they spring up like the jack-in-the-box and that that's let the spring go and we jump up because we are reacting to something that they're winding us up and we're like the reaction but they're they're not they're true trying to explain or explore or learn about themselves as well and it's how we respond to that that we don't actually think of our responses so after 
as we're looking at ourselves and and gain that spiritual and that soothness in ourselves it's moving on to how can we implement that in our families as well then to the next step of and how we respond to them what we do to them to change the whole of the family make yeah. that change I mean, there, there's um, a saying, isn't there, that love conquers everything. And, and we we think that's a kind of Western concept of um, romantic love. But what we do with our parents, don't we? And what we do in, um, you know, when we um, give the courses for, for spouses is that, that love and empathy in, in, in the way you portray that, it soothes everything you know so for instance like you you've just said so for instance we see our children and and they're stressed and they're right you know wound up like a coil um, and we could help wind them further or we can throw our love and empathy and soothe it bring it down mm-hmm. you know and 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 say as we we do with our parents when we role play is saying i i can see that something is happening with you and 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 tell me what it is and so we can bring it down so the the love and empathy another human being has is 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 an aspect of of, of Allah inside of us isn't it mm-hmm. we know that he is all loving all empathic all compassionate mm-hmm. and so and so we're told to be like that and so if we're like that with everyone which would include ourselves. I mean, subhanAllah, we're talking about utopia now. We're talking about paradise on earth, aren't we? That if my every response is love and empathy and compassion to everything, and we have all our prophets, peace be upon them, as our role models. If we And the thing is, it's about, um, and we talk about this, don't we? Our children talk about role models. It's not about being a perfect person. So actually... What we know is that the the in New Year, the New Year gives us the chance to start afresh, you know, as as a parent, as a spouse, as a friend. It, it's kind of that headspace, isn't it? Of thinking we're in a new year, that my behaviors, um, my habits of last year, um, I, I'd like to make new ones. You know, so we so we know we have that adaptability. That's innate. We know about neuroscience. The brain innately is able to adapt and to rethink and retrain. So, subhanallah, again with neuroscience. You know, we know we have that ability, and so we're going into a new year, and I can change habits from last year. I can change behaviors from last year, and I can do things in a way that rest with me rest and and part of stillness is part of our stillness is about our our brain being at rest yes but uh my heart being at rest like when i look at things i said and did afterwards was my heart and we look at this with our parents don't we afterwards was my heart at rest the way i spoke to my children the way i speak to myself you know how some people uh, may not have had the best of childhoods, may not have had the best of relationships, and other people have spoken that to them in a, in a voice, in a manner which was not kind and not caring and not compassionate. So how would I balance that? How would I do that for myself? Be that voice 
inside of my own head um, that did and said the things that maybe other people hadn't done for me. And often we find in um, with our parents that often parents come into parenting when they've not had that resolution within themselves, have they? You know, where they may have not had experiences of parenting through through historic traumas and, and different reasons. And then they've come into parenting themselves and not yet had that healing process, that self-soothing. So how can you soothe others when you have not yet been soothed? And that's why it's so important to soothe ourselves and also to role model that to our children. Because if you haven't self-soothed yourself, how, how are you going to do that for someone else? How are you going to role model that for someone else? very important actually and talking about role modeling and who are our role models indeed in, in doing that and how we're looking at our patients and Prophet Muhammad Islam as a role model for this and who also are we surrounding ourselves with because um, I'm not sure if you've come across this but I often come across people that are in difficult situations not feeling the best surround themselves with other people that are not feeling themselves and they actually feed off the negativity and it's like going down down it's all this negativity coming together with um and unable to get out of that unable to know how to switch that and how to get out of this and like we were talking about earlier on of replacing the negative thoughts with a positive thought we need to be looking at who are we surrounding ourselves with as well uh, as people to make sure we have positive people in our network. So maybe looking at our network there, who is our network? Who We, we do this, don't we? In the program, we, we get to parents to, to teach this to their children, who is on their network, who can they go to on their network and who's on their close network that they can go to. Well, how often do we look at our own network? Who's on our network? Like Melda is on my network. If I have something, <laughs> you can see why she is indeed with, with all that lovely soothing and, and how she could bring me down. So I wonder to our listeners, have they ever thought about that? Who would they go to as well as changing mm-hmm. their thoughts? And, or what organization would they go to? Or what uh, book would they pick up? Or what website would they pick up uh, if they needed to know more information about this? Mm. You know, that reminds me of, of the saying that um, misery loves company. And you've got to be really careful because, um, because we, we have misery sometimes in our life. And so if then with my misery, I'm looking for others who, let's talk about misery. So now we're entering into misery together, which seems comforting when you begin but when misery is your companion and then you have more misery so you know if you get a group of you and yes and you know so you're talking about misery and you're being in misery and sometimes it's and so this is the difference between offloading it's not the same as offloading difficult circumstances and getting things off your chest it's that sort of like you said surrounding yourself with with misery you know, and, and and as we said, misery loves company. And then, so who is the company you're in? And often we find that when we ask people that question, you know, who, who are your friends around you? And sometimes 
um, people realize that I'm in the company of people who keep me in misery. So it's not that you want to be in the company of someone who says to you, oh, pull yourself together. You know, we all go through difficult times, pull yourself together. Not that company. You want the company of, yes, misery happens, but but this is this is the way we will bring each other through it and out of it, you know. And so, so you've got to be very careful with that, haven't you? And in, in, in terms of you, we're told Allah Subhanahu wa Taala told us be careful of your company. So be careful of those who bring you down, and those who bring you up. And it's so easy to be amongst people because there are there are a lot of reasons to be miserable about, and and so there's no judgment on that. It's just that if you are there, you don't want to be taken lower. You want to be raised higher, and so it really is important. So, if that's not the company you keep, you are your own company, and that's what we're talking about today, aren't we? You being your own company. So, when you are miserable, how are you going to bring yourself from that? What a wonderful way to summarize. Actually, as we come into the last minute of the show, Mashallah, Jazakallah Khair. Probably only time for me to ask you. What are you going to do for yourself in 2021? Have you got a New Year's <laughs> resolution? <laughs> um, so I realized when I got up this morning and, and someone told me we're going to be locked down again and, you know, all of this. And 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 so my New Year's resolution, and it's because we were talking about it yesterday, I realized I'm going to have to up my self-soothing. I'm going to have to up it. So I, I, I self-soothed a lot last year. Yeah, you. I told you about my garden. I spent a lot of time in the garden and and doing things, maybe looking at trees and the sky and all of that. But today, I said to myself, "You're going to need a lot more." And we're going to leave that with our listeners. Assalamualaikum, listeners. 